Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Had some sunshine today. Going to be getting cloudier as the day progresses into the evening. May get a shower down to 71 for the low. Kind of cloudy really for the next week is maybe the quickest way to sum it up with rain off and on. Some sunny breaks and actually getting a bit cooler, thankfully. I guess the clouds would have something to do with that. 88 the high tomorrow, 84 on Sunday. Don't be surprised, though, if a shower or two or thunder shower or two or more come through over the weekend and throughout the first uh, half of next week at least. Phillies will be trying to get some baseball in in the middle of all that. They have a series starting against Miami tonight at the ballpark at 7.05, Miami in town. Of course, you have the Eagles going uh, at New England Sunday afternoon, 4.25, their season opener. Last night and Thursday night football, Detroit edging the Kansas City Chiefs 31, I'm sorry, 21 to 20. Of course, Kansas City knocking the Eagles out of the Super Bowl in that second half, still a painful thing. Head coach Nick Sirianni asked about if the players and the, the organization uses that loss last year to the, well, it was earlier this year, actually, to Kansas City in the Super Bowl heading into this coming season. Uh, we're to a point where we don't, we're not really thinking about that. We're u- using the details and everything that we're going through uh, each week um, to be ready. And so I don't know if there's much of a thought of it anymore. I know, you know, Everything will always stick in your mind, especially you guys. You guys ask that question about the Super Bowl a lot, so we have to prep for it, and we have to, uh, you know, Bob preps us for it, and then uh, we got to answer it for you guys. But like, you know, really at the end of the day, we're worried about getting better today, and, and that's and and that's what our mindset's been for the last two years, and that's what it continues to be today. Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni, that uh, clip courtesy of the Philadelphia Eagles website. In tennis, the U.S. Open. Continuing this afternoon, second-seeded Novak Djokovic taking on Ben Shelton, ranked 47th in the world, never won a, a title, and now he's one round away from being in the finals. We'll see. Novak Djokovic, one of the greatest, if not the greatest player ever. Another player who's looking to take that title eventually, the young Carlos Alcaraz, currently ranked number one in the world, playing Daniil Medvedev later on this evening at 7. The U.S. Open final, by the way, Sunday afternoon. At four, And on our Voice of the Martyrs scoreboard, we're stuck. That's okay. We can push past it. We have 29 listeners who have stepped up and helped out by being part of our partnership as we look to draw the circle bigger and raise awareness for the persecuted church around the world. All we're asking is if you'd be willing to take a moment and call or go online and donate one Bible for $6. It may be sent to Ukraine, China, Iraq, Cuba, North Korea. Uh, You can do more than one, but really we're just asking for one. Our goal is getting as many listeners involved as possible. Our goal is 120 every year. That's what it is again this year. And we're at 29, so that's good. We have 91 to go, and we encourage you to be part of it. It's real simple. You can call either call 800-998-3505, 800-998-3505, or click the Voice of the Martyrs banner right in our homepage where we update the scoreboard, if you will, and let you know how many listeners are involved at WFIL.com. We had Scott Wilder on from the Voice of the Martyrs recently, and here's what he had to say about uh, you know being involved. This is the way I really believe uh, we try and view it the way I think God views it. I don't think God cares about our wallets. 
I think God cares about our hearts. And if our hearts can be tied to brothers and sisters, $6 is, is evidence of that for one, even one Bible. I say do it. That's what we're interested in, is the number of hearts we can tie here to hearts there. Uh, by the way, we're going to bump into them in eternity. And I want to be able to say, you know what? Hey, I provided some Bibles or I provided one Bible. Somebody will run up to you and they will say, you know what? Because of you, I had God's word. And I got to tell you, if I had not gotten God's word, I could not have made it through the persecution I was suffering. But because you loved enough and you didn't put it off and you heard about it and you reacted to it, you followed the instruction, the direction of the Holy Spirit and said, uh, I'm going to do something. I was the result of the something that you did. 800-998-3505 or WFIL.com. That's Scott Wilder from Voice of the Martyrs who joined us recently. And we had him on for a, for a good conversation about what the work and ministry of the Voice of the Martyrs is. Again, if you want to help, one Bible, would you even stop right now? It takes one or two minutes to do and help us keep moving things forward. 800-998-3505 or at WFIL. Dot com. We have a lot of contests going on on our, uh, our site at WFIL.com, by the way. The $18,000 gas and groceries giveaway is one of those where you could win, as the title implies, gas and groceries to a large tune of up to $10,000 worth for a year. Or maybe you get a $500, $1,000 deal uh, as far as getting gas and groceries. You can enter the contest every day through the 5th of October. So lots of opportunities to win. There are bonus entries you can uh, take advantage of as well. So get in the running for that at WFIL.com. Also on the contest page, you'll find tickets to see Route 60, the biblical highway. It's a new film exploring one of the most historic roads in the world where Abraham walked, Jacob, King David, even Jesus along Route 60, which runs from Nazareth to Beersheba. It connects a lot of holy sites and biblical events along the way as well as ancient Israel with modern Israel. It's hosted by former U.S. Ambassador to Israel, David Friedman, and former U.S. Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. Route 60 in theaters, September 18th and 19th only. You can enter win tickets at WFIL.com. Let's see, what else do we have going? There's a lot happening. I just want to take a moment while we have the show to do this to update you uh, so it can be you know, front of mind as you head into the weekend. Uh, the program Discovering the Jewish Jesus, this is another, it's not a contest, actually, everybody gets this free. Uh, Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider airs on WFIL weekdays at 3 p.m. And Rabbi Schneider, you know, during the program, gives insight how the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament, and New Testament are connected. And right now, you can actually download God's Seven Holy Days and how Jesus fulfills them. It's a guide covering Passover the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of First Fruits, the Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Trumpets, otherwise known as Rosh Hashanah, the Day of Atonement, otherwise known as Yom Kippur, and the Feast of Booths. It's a beautiful, uh, I think it's about eight or nine pages. It's like a brochure of sorts with explanations, beautiful color photos and all that. It's totally free. And uh, basically in it, Rabbi Schneider explains which of these feasts were fulfilled by Jesus in his first coming and which will be fulfilled by his second coming. You are more than welcome to get a free download of that on our homepage at WFIL.com and let anybody you know uh, that they can do the same thing. We have an apologetics contest going on, that Christian parody band. 
Apologetics is uh, Jay Jackson, their lead singer, has joined our program many times. Their newest CD is called Septuagint. They have 70 CDs out now, biblical parodies from the 50s through the present day. And this current CD features parodies uh, by artists like Chicago's music by Chicago, The Cars, Barry Manilow, Paul McCartney, Elton John, Humble Pie, and half a dozen others. It's kind of like Weird Al Yankovic meets Billy Graham. With a twofold mission, as they say, to reach the lost and teach the rest. The band takes its name from the word apologetics. The band's name actually ends in an X. But apologetics, of course, the normal word ends in CS. That means the defense of the Christian faith, as it talks about in First Peter 3.15. The music is a lot of fun. It's very creative. Mus- uh, musically, it's on point. So you, it's, it's funny in that way. You're like, wow, how'd they do that? Because even the, the guitar of one band sounds like different from a guitar from another band, so to speak. And it's a real uh, skill to be able to replicate the sound of a band, not just the notes themselves. But they're also funny lyrically, but accurate lyrically. And, and they have a Bible passage, the references right underneath the song title. So if you want to make a Bible study out of it, which is actually how apologetics was born when the lead singer, Jay Jackson became a believer, he wrote, wrote the parodies to teach himself the Bible. So it's something you can certainly use. If you're a pastor, you want to get creative on Sunday and use one of their songs to help drive a point home, uh, you know, or play a song during the sermon, you're more than welcome to do that. You can find out more about the band at Apologetics with an X, apologetics.com, and certainly enter to win their newest CD, Septuagint, at WFIL.com. All right. I have, um, and, and there's much more going on. That's just, that's just a, a, a bit of what's happening at WFIL.com. Before more time gets away from me, I do want to do one final thing here, and then I'll let you know who's on the program today. I want to congratulate Adam of East Earl, Pennsylvania. He was our grand prize winner in um in august for the uh, ministry of the month which is alistair Begg and truth for life and the christian manifesto book we were handing out we also had weekly winners eleanor of chalfont sharon of mays landing new jersey valerie of philly and elizabeth of millville new jersey and other weekday winners included jack of atco new jersey randy and norwood karen in philadelphia bob in norristown robert and egg harbor new jersey jennifer in phoenixville grace in national park Catherine in milford new jersey dan in philadelphia Linda in Sewell, New Jersey, Bruce in Thorndale, Rebecca in Mount Laurel, uh, Nancy in Turnersville, New Jersey, Anne in Abington, love the alliteration, and Hector in Audubon, New Jersey, Michael in Piles Grove, New Jersey, and Linda in Philadelphia. All those folks, winners in our Ministry of the Month contest in August. Just want to get a shout out. Time has flown. Never got to do that fully. And we hope to have many more winners this month because our Ministry of the Month for September now is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope with Rick Warren, which you can catch weekday afternoons at 2, also Sunday mornings at 10. We're giving away Pastor Rick's new book, Created to Dream, The Six Phases God Uses to Grow Your Faith. It's a book that shares God created you for a purpose and has a dream for your life bigger and better than any ambition, goal, or desire you could come up with. You could also win a grand prize, including that daily prize, and much more, including Pastor Rick's classic, The Purpose Driven Life. Get yourself entered right in our homepage, at WFIL.com. Last thing, I, I'm giving you bonus material here. We had the Faith and Freedom Summit this Monday. Can't forget that. There are tickets still available. A lot of folks have signed up and are coming, uh, but we still have more space if you want to join us for this summit, which involves Dr. Robert Jefferson, Pathway to Victory. Also, from our sister station, Philadelphia's AM 990, The Answer, Chris DeGaulle, Dennis Prager, and Mike Gallagher. And the conversation will revolve around the government's impact on our freedom of religion. It's happening at the Fuge this coming Monday night at 730. 
Details and tickets at WFIL.com. On the program today, a couple of special guests. Looking forward to Dan Butner. He is author of The Blue Zones, Secrets for Living Longer, Lessons from the Healthiest Places on Earth. He actually is a well-traveled man, and he's done work for Time Magazine, and uh, he's been commissioned to these studies, and this book, The Blue Zones, uh, is actually kind of, he, he goes back to places he was 20 years ago, people, where people just live longer, and he, he delves into, well, why is that? Uh, also on the program today, Katie J. Trent. We had her on the program about a year and a half ago, two years ago, uh, with her first book called Dishing Up Devotions, 36 Faith-Building Activities for Homeschooling Families. This new book is called Recipes for a Sweet Child, Creative Bible-Based Activities to Help Your Family Thrive, 36 Baking Devotions, for the whole family. In fact, we are giving that book away also on the contest page at WFIL.com. So Katie J. Trent joining us today as well. And you know it's Friday. So now that's punny. Caps off our program. It's all happening today on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL.com, and the WFIL app. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. AM560 WFIL.com and on the app, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for tuning in. Joining our program now, Dan Butner. He's author of The Blue Zones, Secrets for Living Longer, Lessons from the Healthiest Places on Earth. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Best day of my life. <laughs> well, How are you? I'm, at, I'm doing great. Not quite as great as you, but uh, it's pretty good now that I can <laughs> hang out with you. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I would love to talk about the Blue Zone, Secrets for Living Longer, but if you wouldn't mind, can you share just a bit about what led you getting to this point, specifically that desire you talk about in the uh, in the introduction to reverse engineer longevity about 20 years ago? Well, I had a company actually that um, we full time team, uh, including Damian Petro, who's uh, our, our great video editor. Who um, we went to parts of the world where uh, um, there was a great mystery with laptop computers and satellite dishes and a huge online audience, and we let our audience vote to direct us and solve the mystery. And every, twice a year. We had to find a great mystery, and in 1999, we stumbled upon Okinawa, Japan, which had the longest disability-free life expectancy in the world, and I thought, aha, now there's a good mystery. And, um, and the more I got into it, the more fascinating I found it. And, and not only that, the more applicable it was to my life. I want to live long, and I want to live like these people because they live rich, wonderful lives, and an extra decade. Yeah. Well, and then in the Blue Zones, it's laid out. Let's get into that then. There's the two parts. There's the studies, I guess, that you lay out the different places that you observe these things, and then uh, part two, where you build your own, uh, obviously because you can't necessarily travel to join these communities, although maybe you could. But uh, just share with the listeners a bit about uh, what you found. Uh, let's say in Greece, because I'm Greek, I, chapter four, you're talking about what, what you found in Greece, and then also what you found common amongst them, because they're obviously very different cultures, but you get into chapter or the part two of the book where you talk about the uh, commonality as well. Yeah, let me, let me set the scene first of all. Uh, only about 20% of how long we live is dictated by our genes. So that means if you're 
parents died young doesn't mean you have to. Mm. The other 80% is something else. And if you get at that something else, uh, 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 I assigned it for National Geographic. We hired demographers, and we um, identified, pinpoint five areas around the world that we call blue zones. Uh, Ikaria, Greece is one of them, Okinawa, Japan, Sardinia, Italy, the Korean Peninsula of Costa Rica, and here in the United States, uh, Lemonini, California. And then we took teams of scientists to look for the common denominators. So let's start with diet. People want to know what to eat to live to be 100. But if you want to know what to eat to live to 100, you have to know. Oh, you dropped out there for a sec. Um, uh, <laughs> right when you said you have to know, blank. Is it still there? There you go. You probably couldn't tell me. So we hey. did 155 dietary Dan, studies. I'm sorry, Dan, hang on one second. Hang on one second. You, 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 you dropped out for about eight seconds right when you said, you have to know, blank. <laughs> and it was like, like a cliffhanger. Okay, you have to know. Okay. If you want to know what a 100-year-old ate to live to be 100, you have to know what they've eaten their entire life. Yes. Little kids. And literally, you can't just ask them what they're eating lately because diets change. Right. And to get at that, we found 155 dietary surveys done in all blue zones over the last 100 years, and we averaged those out. And you find out the diet of longevity is mostly carbohydrates. It's whole plant-based foods. And when I say carbohydrates, I don't mean chips and cookies. I mean (laughs) sweet potatoes and beans and nuts and greens and that sort of thing. And uh, so that's the diet of longevity. They only eat about five times a month. Uh, but the, the big insight here, and this is what's really disruptive, and this is what is going to change America. We spend hundreds of billions of dollars a year trying to pursue health in this country, pursue the right diet, pursue the right exercise program, the right supplement, super foods, et cetera, et cetera. That doesn't work because we run out of discipline and we run out of presence of mind. People in blue zones are living a long time because the right decisions are a product of their environment. They mindlessly eat healthier food because it's the cheapest and most accessible. They mindlessly move every day because the way to get to their friend's house or to work is on their feet. They mindlessly socialize because the moment they walk out of their door, they're bumping into their friends and neighbors. And we're not going to be start to reverse this 4.4 trillion health dollar health care bill in this country until we start thinking about reshaping our cities and our homes and our immediate social circles. And that's what my book does. It lays out a plan for individuals and for cities so that the healthy choice is not only the easy choice, but the unavoidable choice. And that's what works. The Blue Zones Project in Minnesota was all about that, right? And I think you sum it up by saying it it worked not because you tried to change 18,000 people's minds, but you changed their surroundings. 20,000, that's right. And in Fort Worth, Texas, Naples, Florida, the whole, the whole um, uh, island of Hawaii, it works. And uh, it's worked in Blue Zones. But, it, 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 you know, the bad news for people is I don't have anything to sell you. <laughs> the good news is I have a formula that has worked for real human beings to add another 10 years to your life without diabetes, cardiovascular disease, certain types of cancer, and dementia. And uh, it can be done. It's just following a different way of thinking about things. Dan, is there a best place that folks can uh, not only pick up the Blue Zones, Secrets for Living Longer, but in general, keep up with the work that you're doing? Yes. Um, 
Amazon.com is a great place to buy Blue Zones receivers for a little longer. And at Dan Buettner on Instagram or DanBuettner.com. And by the way, I, you know, I'm a science writer. I have a free newsletter at DanBuettner.com. You can sign up for there. It automatically will show up in your inbox once or twice a month. That's great. Dan, thank you so much for taking time. It's a pleasure to make your acquaintance and give up the good work. Thank you very much for your time and, and your, your good interviewing skills. Thank you. Take care. God bless you. God bless you, too. It's Dan Butner, author of the book, The Blue Zone, Secrets for Living Longer, Lessons from the Healthiest Places on Earth. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Have a guest you'd like to hear on The Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560, WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, and we're glad to bring on board Katie J. Trent, author of the book, Recipes for a Sweet Child, Creative Bible-Based Activities to Help Your Family Thrive. It's 36 Baking Devotions for the Whole Family. Hey, Katie, how are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? Wonderful. Uh, You know, we had you on the program Christmas uh, or so of 2021 when you had Dishing Up Devotions, 36 Faith-Building Activities for Homeschooling Families Out. So you like the number 36 and these books, too, these devotionals, apparently. (laughs) Absolutely. 36 is actually the typical number of weeks in a school year. So the books are to kind of take you all the way through a typical school year. That's great. Well, tell us how long Recipes for a Sweet Child's uh, been in the proverbial oven, so to speak, in terms of when you started thinking about writing it and what led you to putting it together. Yeah, shortly after I finished Dishing Up Devotions, I began praying about what the next book would be. And I actually had an idea for an Advent devotional that's going to come out in 2024. But when we sat down with the publisher, they said, I think we need something else. And so I was praying and I really just felt like, man, parents need help. There are so many struggles. And so what can I do to really take my background in counseling and ministry and all of those things and equip parents? And that's where Recipes for a Sweet Child was born. As far as the... uh ingredients, if we keep that theme going, recipes-wise, tell us, you know, what makes up the book, the different elements, because it's consistent from chapter to chapter. Yeah, so we broke the book into three specific targeted, so we've got behavioral, emotional, and relational challenges that all of our kids face, and so each of those sections has a chapter to tackle the most common struggles that our kids face, and so each chapter has, of course, a scripture and a devotion that's designed for parents to kind of equip and encourage give you kind of a chance to get your head around the struggle and then a parent's prayer to either use just as a prayer to say or to launch you into praying more deeply for your child. And then in this one, we went deeper than we did in Dishing Up Devotion. So I actually provide a simple lesson that you can actually teach your kids how to overcome this struggle. And then we have a discussion guide so you can go deeper in conversation And we still have fun family activities and then full-color baking recipes with object lessons to reinforce the biblical truth. So it's jam-packed. It's a huge book. I think it's 336 pages, just ready to equip parents. It's a heavy volume. It looks academic, so you can certainly use it in schooling. And I mean, and it is academic, really, in a very important way. Did the chicken or egg, I guess, did the challenges list get created first, then work on the corresponding recipes, or maybe some of it comes up your, you know, like your, you have recipes, you know, you want to be in there. So you'll find something to match it with, so to speak. Well, in Dishing Up Devotions, I definitely started with some of the recipes, but in this one, I went through and listed out what are those struggles that we face. And then I tried to think of things 
that really played. I'm very visual, and I find that kids work so much better when it's concrete instead of abstract. And so I thought, like, how can I tie this in to what I'm teaching them? And so that's where we kind of went looking for the recipes that corresponded with the truth that I was trying to teach them. That's great. Folks, just tuning in, we're chatting with Katie J. Trent, author of Recipes for a Sweet Child, Creative Bible-Based Activities to Help Your Family Thrive. Uh, Just to rattle off some titles, for example, Section 1, Emotional Challenges, Anger, Don't Blow It, Lava Cakes, Uh, Number 2, Sadness, Blubbering Blueberry, Crumble Muffins. To me, whether I'm sad or not, I want to make the muffins. In fact, I'm willing to be sad if it means I get to make the muffins. So uh, I'm just <laughs> thinking about the titles. Uh, what did you, where did they come from too? Because there's a lot of creativity in, in those. And what, what was important to you when you came up with the titles for all the different chapters? You know, again, I wanted it to be something memorable. I feel like when we can teach our kids a biblical truth with something that's going to stick, they're going to remember, oh, yeah, blubbering blueberry, that's for sadness. And so they're going to remember the things that we talked about. They're going to remember what the Bible had to say about it so much easier than if I just said, we're making blueberry muffins. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking when you said a minute ago about how kids are do well with the concrete, I'm think I can hear myself because our, our family has homeschooled our kids most of the time, not all, and this could be for anybody whether they homeschool or not, of course. But being intentional, sometimes as a parent, I'll admit I can I can even see myself talking at my child or trying to even just even in a nice way or calm way, sitting and talking it through, minus the visual. And maybe that visual, maybe it's say, all right, so and so, one of our kids, it's time to make some muffins. <laughs> Let's go through this. Right. So, yeah, absolutely. And I'm the same way. And it's so easy to do. And I see, you know, for myself as a parent, this is what I needed. And this is in my time with the Lord saying, God, I need help. How do I deal with this anger? How do I deal with this tattling? You know, how do I deal with the lying? That's really where all these things came from is because as parents, we all need a way to make things simple, to make things fun, to make things engaging and meaningful in a way that really connects with our kids' hearts. And I wanted to teach my kids that the Bible has a solution for every problem they face. Your husband and kids are in the book and have signed off on it and support you very much in this. Did they help in other ways, too, in terms of even with the titles or the recipes or or thoughts about how to, you know, put their two cents in, so to speak? Yeah, oftentimes they'll say, hey, well, what about this recipe? Could we find a way to put this in the book? Or they are great about feedback, like, oh, I didn't like that, or... Um, you know, this tastes funny or, you know, those types of things. (laughs) Yeah. So they definitely are involved in that. And then my son is a little bit younger. So even though he says, yes, it's okay. I'm fine with it. I don't think he fully grasps as much, but my daughter, for the things that I shared, we went through each of those chapters because I want to honor her and make sure she's okay because she's being vulnerable and sharing her struggles with the world in order to help other families. And so she has gone through each of them with me and made sure she was comfortable with what I shared and the devotions and lessons and things. Katie J. Trent's our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show, WFIL Philadelphia. The book is called Recipes for a Sweet Child, Creative Bible-Based Activities to Help Your Family Thrive. Uh, the obvious, you know, you want to help parents with their children and, and the topics that are discussed. And then the recipes are the other obvious piece. Uh, you know, they have to be good, too, right? Otherwise, you will be angry if the don't blow it lava cakes yield a tasteless chunk of whatever, which is probably what would happen if I tried it. But um, what's, what else was kind of important as you step back from these, these? Those are the two main pieces, it seems, obviously. But what did you have to make sure was really in order for this to turn out the way it did? 
I think it's important to have the lessons make sense. And so I've got them tailored. So whether you've got toddlers to teens, you know, you'll notice like we're talking about a Bible story and I might say, hey, if your kids are younger, you can do this. But if your kids are older, you might do this. And so I think having the lessons very simple and easy to understand was important, but also the conversations, because the deeper we can go in conversation, the more we can cultivate that conversation, the stronger our relationship with our kids will be. And the stronger our relationship, the more effective our discipleship. And so that's why we did a full-blown discussion guide in each chapter so that you really had multiple questions to cultivate that discussion and really draw out what they're thinking and feeling and help them to come up with the answers themselves instead of, like you mentioned, instead of us just talking at our kids, if we can help them draw those conclusions themselves, those lessons are going to stick. That's right. That's right. Amen to that. Did you, um, I mean, I, I, my understanding is the primary audience you had when writing recipes for a sweet child are moms raising their kids and, and parents as well, and fathers too. Uh, but is there the other ways the book can be used? I guess I, I'm thinking, I, I'm even thinking like I can have a date night with my wife and talk about, you know, I, I might have an issue with jealousy or grief or could be anything else. Um, so I mean, could, could they, the book theoretically be used in that way too? Absolutely. And I've heard from a lot of parents that they're actually ministered to because they struggle with the issue like perfectionism or anxiety or anger. And so they're using it and getting help for themselves and then able to help their kids as well. And also I've heard, you know, pastors, Sunday school teachers, you know, anybody, teachers in general who are working with kids, this is a great tool to help them have better understanding and more ideas for how to connect with kids and really teach them these important lessons. So it's a very versatile book. It's meant to pull off the shelf whenever you need it. It's not something that has to build on each chapter. It really is meant to be just a go-to guide. Yeah, I was going to ask you that because I'm guessing there are different ways you could use it uh, just for the for the listeners. Section one, emotional challenges, a couple of them. Uh, chapter four, jealousy with green eyed. Is it matcha, monster scones? Matcha. 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 Um, and then uh, hatred, loving lime, sugar cookies, depression, heavy yet hopeful chocolate cake. Section two, these, and this is a smattering. Section two, behavioral challenges, resistance to schoolwork, tug of war, apple, pull apart bread. Uh, chapter 15, laziness, lazy lemon sheet cake. Chapter 22, cheating, cheaters never prosper, carrot cake. And then section three is relational challenges, such as teasing, counted tres leches cake, disobedience, obedient oatmeal raisin cookies, and uh, clicks and excluding others, bride of Christ, brown butter, wedding cookies. So that's just, a, again, a 36 chapters. That's nine of them uh, to, to paint a picture. But you could actually go to a chapter if there's a topic, hap- something happening. But to your point, you could also even all use this as a course, like whether or not it's an issue or at all. Or maybe preventive. Maybe you start to see something and you could use it that way. So there's a lot of ways it seems like it could, be, it could be utilized. Exactly. And it's meant so that it doesn't all have to be in one day. You know, maybe you don't want to bake, which maybe you're crazy, but maybe you don't want to bake. You don't want a delicious treat. So you just do the fun family activity or you just sit down to do the lesson. And so you can really use it based on your kids and your interests and your life. However you need to. Maybe it's something you build on throughout the week and do, you know, different things each day of the week. But it absolutely can be preventative and it can go over and over because as our kids grow, right, they, their understanding deepens. You can have different conversations. And so even for my kids who've gone through these, they're like, hey, mom, now that the book's out, I want to go back through it, start to finish. And so that's what we're doing this school year is going back through it as an actual book and going through the activities and lessons again. And it's amazing just to see the growth even in the, you know, because 
publishing takes a while. So this has been in the works for about two years. And so even just the growth from when we started writing it until now has been incredible to see and engage with them in that way. You know, one of the chapters, Katie, uh, talks about perfectionism. And you mentioned that a little while ago. And I was thinking about when you're writing a book like this, that could be was that a challenge for you at all to say, okay, the book's done. I'm I'm not going (laughs) to. I'm not going to edit this one out, change this one out, change that recipe, change that topic. Or how did you how did you come to a conclusion? Say this is good. I'm as you say at the, at the in the introduction. I'm going to leave everything here to God. Trust God with the rest. I did what I, I did what I could. Did my best. Yeah, well, God kind of helped us with that because in the middle of writing it, we actually moved across the country from Arizona to South Carolina. Wow. And so we were on the middle of the book deadline. So we arrived in this new house and in a new place and had to furiously finish like checking recipes and finish writing them. And um, so all of our new neighbors were blessed with lots of treats because we (laughs) were like doing a baking frenzy. Um, And so that helped with it for sure. But I think you always, as you grow, you know, there's always more like I look back at Dishing Up Devotions and there was so much more that I would add or change now years later. And so that's part of what you see in recipes, why we went deeper with different things is I took what I love about it and I took what God has done in my life since then and I really built on that. Hmm. That's good. That's good. And by the way, it might help folks to know, remember when we talked before that you're a licensed counselor as well. And I don't know all of the you know education required, but I remember there's thousands of hours involved, right? Yes, absolutely. So I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I spent thousands of hours counseling children, teens, and families. I was a clinical director of a mental health clinic, a couple of them, throughout my career. And then I was also an elementary school counselor. So you see a lot of that come forth with different tools and tips and tricks. In the book, I take in all of that knowledge and resource and put it in there, as well as just in ministry, you know, when we're working with families and what we've seen over the last 15 or so years. Uh, So it's filled with all that. It's like being able to sit down and have a cup of coffee with me and get all of that that I would share with you, but in a way where you have access everywhere. It must feel great for you to have it out, have the book out, you know, after all, labor of love, huh? Yes, and it's beautiful. Whitaker House, as always, did such a phenomenal job with it, and so I'm really pleased with how it came out. By the way, again, folks tuning in, we're chatting with Katie J. Trent, author of the book, Recipes for a Sweet Child, Creative Bible-Based Activities to Help Your Family, 36 Baking Devotions for the Whole Family. Dietarily, if that's a word, how will readers find uh, Recipes for a Sweet Child? Yeah, so it's a lot of treats and snacks and things like that, but you'll notice that we've got gluten-free recipes throughout, and so we really try to be sensitive to allergies and sensitivities, and they're very versatile. So whether it says it's gluten-free or not, I've likely made it gluten-free. So you can switch out regular flour or, you know, a gluten-free one-to-one baking flour for any of the recipes. And if you don't have any allergy or dietary restrictions, you can just make it with your regular flour that you would use. Okay. So it's a good mix of things. Lots of fruits and, you know, snacks and things like that, but also some deliciously unhealthy, wonderful goodies as well. <laughs> you mean funnel cakes aren't aren't healthy? I thought that they were... <laughs> the... <laughs> they were so, fun. you got to emphasize the fun The fun. funnel cake. That's, that's one right. of my kids' favorites. That's going to be breakfast, right? I mean, it's almost like a pancake. Yeah, it's so. a, that's it. Now you're talking. By the way, Katie, is there a way for folks to keep up? I don't know if you... Um, do some interacting with people or have any kind of uh, blogging or anything or podcasting or just another, not that you have to, but uh, if people wanted to interact on the book or, or whatever, yeah. is there a best way to do it? 
Yeah, I have tons of resources on my website, which is katiejtrent.com. So just like my name and you find all the books and lots of freebies, lots of resources for family discipleship. I have a digital discipleship course for Christian parents out as well as a family faith building community of moms that are together and just moving forward in our faith and family discipleship. So I'd love to connect and I'm on all the socials at Katie J Trent as well. So I always love interacting and supporting parents and their journey for family discipleship. Wonderful. Good stuff. Katie, thanks for putting this together and we're glad we can share with the listeners and we're giving copies away too. So that's a, a nice bonus Yay. as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I always love that. Thank you so much. And hopefully we'll be back in 2024 with the Advent devotional. We'd love to talk with you then. God bless you and say hi to your family for us. I will. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye. Katie J. Trent on the Tim DeMoss Show, author of the book Recipes for a Sweet Child, Creative Bible-Based Activities to Help Your Family Thrive. 36 baking devotions for the whole family. You can enter to win a copy of that throughout the month of September right in the contest page at WFIL.com. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL.com, and on the WFIL app. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560 WFIL.com on the app. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. The pinnacle of the broadcast week is uh, now that's punny. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Haven't you heard that word muttered when people talk about the pun segment? Puns, pinnacle, it's very... Puns and pinnacle. It's a widespread thing, and it's alliterative as well. Mm. How are you, sir? I'm here. How are you? I'm also here. <laughs> it's a metaphysical pun segment. I don't hear my mic. Do you hear my mic? I don't hear your mic. Somebody's been fooling with my mic. Pinnative fool. Ah, pinnative fool. All right, we'll go. <clears throat> you can't hear, though. I hear, but it doesn't it's sound kind of faint. Yeah, kind of faint. All right, well, why don't you fix that? Eh, we're good. No? We're good. I, got, I put some volume on it. All right, good. Mm. How long have you been uh, in radio? Yeah. How many years has 1977. Did you? Wow. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think of doing something else? Uh, yeah, streetcar conductor. Really? No, just oh. kidding. Well, for a time, I wanted to be a hot air balloon pilot. <laughs> you got a lot of that. Well, it never... <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. Hey. But they never really got off the ground. So uh, I, uh, I didn't. Excuse me? Yeah. Uh, I was actually going to be a historian, too. But then I was like, nah, there's no real future in that. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get one. Thank you. Come on, man. I worked hard on these. All right. <laughs> so, Doug, I, I went to the doctor the other day, and he says. <laughs> there are a lot. <laughs> The copays are cheap. So he said, uh, you got to cut, cut back on your sodium intake. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, I took his advice but with a grain of salt. <laughs> Thank you. By the way, speaking of which, it reminds me, when our boys were little, uh, well, you know, it, it goes into this next pun well. When our boys were little, um, we thought if we stacked their beds, mm-hmm. they'd want to go to bed on time. Like, oh, it's so much fun. But that theory is quickly debunked. Debunked? Yes. <laughs> Actually, they like their bunk beds. We still have them, in fact. <laughs> when Timmy was little, though, I remember painting his room, because I used to paint with my brother, so I learned the skill. It's the one skill I have as far as, like, around the house. And I remember painting his bedroom walls and being overcome by emulsion. 
Emulsion. Yes. How about that? And it came with my brother. There's this product called Emulsabond. You use it to help put paint on like chalky surfaces. That's why I remember that. Really? Yeah, it's a, it's a connecting kind of a thing, or if you're painting aluminum or whatever. Uh, and actually, in Britain, they talk about emulsion as just like painting, it's like a cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the boys were young, one other thing that come to mind here, Tina and I actually had a disagreement. We homeschooled. Aerosmith had a song called Sweet Emulsion. Oh, that's right. Yes. I don't right. have any rim shots handy, though. Oh, I do. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Anytime you want to take over, I'm really good with it. Thank you. <laughs> so Tina and I had this disagreement when we were homeschooling the kids uh, t- about teaching math. Mm-hmm. And I went to school to be a math teacher. You did? I'm like, honey, we need to teach them fractions. And she said, no, no, the fractions. Who uses fractions? We need to teach them decimals. And after a while, I saw she had a point. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Doug, totally unrelated. Did you know that Coke tastes better in a glass bottle? I believe that. Yeah. I don't like cans at all. It's uncanny. It's uncanny. Yes. Oh, my goodness. How that happens? You know, you had an Aerosmith reference there a second ago, which reminds me. Yes. I just got the new Bon Jovi Navigation app. No. I did, but it's worthless, because every time I go somewhere, it says, we're halfway there. <laughs> like... It's not. We're halfway there. Everywhere. It doesn't matter what's happening. Oh, my. Thank you. I got my sound effect early on that one. Yes, you did. Sorry. <laughs> Doug. Mis- uh, misfire. Where do South Africans buy their pastrami and salami? At the deli. At the Nelson Man deli. At the... <laughs> <laughs> That's where. You sniff some of these out pretty good. I do. Uh, I mentioned being at the doctor the other day, and something I forgot to tell you. He says, I got good news and bad news. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I want the bad news first. He says, well, the bad news is your organs are shutting down because you're eating only pepperoni, ham, and salami. I'm like, well, what's the good news? He says, the good news is you're cured. Does it have all those meats in there? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you know? All right, thanks. Hey, Doug, how do grizzlies catch salmon? With their teeth. With their bare hands. No, their teeth. They do? I think so. Oh. Do I get a thing for that? I thought they just grabbed them. Don't they swipe them out of the water? Oh, they probably do. They just dunk their heads in and bite them. I think they do both ways. That'd be that'd be challenging. Trying to just imagine trying to catch a cheeseburger with your teeth. Even if it was stationary, I couldn't do Bobbing it. Bobbing for burgers. I burnt my pizza mm. today. Mm-hmm. I could blame the oven, but ultimately, salami. Salami. <laughs> Taking responsibility. Baloney. Doug, do you know? Did I? Did I ever tell you I bought a DeLorean a few years ago? Another car. Yeah. Well, I only drive it from time to time. <laughs> Probably why you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doug, what with, time is it? <laughs> time for I got plenty of puns. Oh, oh yeah, we're just getting started. <laughs> Doug, what, what happens when you listen? Since we're doing the rock thing a little bit today, what happens when you listen to too much Queen? Freddie Mercury poisoning. <laughs> Curly, I love Curly. He's one of my favorites. Back to the doctor's office we go. Here we go. Why are pediatricians always losing their temper? Because you're there too much? Because they have little patients. You have got to be kidding. They're cute, but they, you know, they can bother you. Um, totally, well, related but not. Just reminding my family, my wife, and all five of our kids. Mm-hmm. Tim Jr., Toby, Tessa, Tori, Joy, Theodore. Oh my gosh, you're looking to the ceiling like you forgot. 
memory's the second thing to go. <laughs> What's the first? I can't remember. That beard, I hope. The, <laughs> hey, this this beard has, has... I'm looking scraggly, but it has a story. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they listen to the pun segment. They actually stop what they're doing and listen to the pun segment. Good for them. Yeah, but they say sometimes they think the puns are kind of immature. No. Well, I think they're full grown. What would Mother Goose feel if you hit her on the head? Not that you would do that, but if you did. What would she feel? Yeah. Uh, Headache, maybe? Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Yes. Oh, Doug. You know, I I had a realization today for the first time that that tofu is overrated. They have an ointment for that. It's just occurred to me. <laughs> My, what a beautiful head of bone you have. Tofu has occurred to me. My um, my kids said they like to dress up as pheasants for Halloween. I said, <laughs> yeah. I said, I'm game. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Doug. Do you have room for a couple more? Uh, just eight. Go ahead. <laughs> I... I was going to buy a book for some weekend reading on positive thinking. <laughs> Probably wouldn't work, so I'm <laughs> not going to get that. Uh, I am, though, working on writing a book about wildlife and animals in Africa. I'm not done yet, but I do have the rough giraffe. Go, 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 go. Read it. From giraffe. The rough giraffe. The rough giraffe. Didn't I say it? I thought that's what he said. <laughs> Something else you might know, know, know about me and Tina, actually. We're a little obsessed with 17th century European style stuff. Really? Yeah. So we spent our life savings on transforming the house and wardrobe to match that period. Now we're completely broke. Baroque? Baroque. God clean a wholesome fun. Doug, I accidentally sat on my favorite pair of glasses last night. How many pairs do you have? I was so mad I couldn't see straight. Fair warning, we're coming down the home stretch. Oh, she's not finished. Tell everybody else to like be quiet if they're around. Like we only have a few puns left. Uh, this is like the two-minute warning. Less than that. Doug, I um I got fired from my job as a maze designer. Really? I kept getting lost in my work and uh, <laughs> I also got fired from my job as a garbage collector. Man, you are a well-employed person. Well, not anymore. Mm. I, I didn't have any training, but I thought I would just pick it up as I went along. <laughs> it really worked out that way. <laughs> Doug, how did the farmer ensure his pig was clean? Hey, he washed behind his ears? That and ham san- sanitizer. Ham sanitizer. Yes. <laughs> Such levity. You remind me of the Three Stooges. Hey! And last but not least, Doug. Alrighty. <laughs> don't sound so excited. <laughs> I uh, I told you earlier, I'm not that handy. I really, uh, I, well, I you know. paint. I paint. I can paint. I learned that okay, skill. So I work for one trick pony. All right, like, but the other stuff, I'm not really good at. So I'm trying to slowly learn because maintaining a house is expensive. Mm-hmm. So last weekend, I put insulation in the attic to get ready for winter. Good. It wasn't the best job, but I did as best as I could. Asbestos? Yeah. Not asbestos. <laughs> you don't put asbestos. No, insulation is fiber. Good fiber. Oh, whatever. Stop ruining the punch. Just go with it, will you? You're too literal. Like kleptomaniacs, they take things literally. Take things literally. But um, well, that's all I got. You have anything you want? Any puns you want to slip in here? Uh, I gave them all out. 
Okay. You know, I used to have a fear of speed bumps. Here we go. But Encore. I'm, but I'm slowly getting over it. You're killing me, Smalls. My kids stop me every time I say that because it's the one I do all of the time. I missed that. I was too busy looking for something to push on. I said I used to have a fear of speed bumps, but I'm slowly getting, getting over, over it. them. You know, they're putting more and more of those in on my way into work. Speed bumps? Yes. Why do you think that is? I guess I go too fast. When I was in Brazil with Tina this summer, they had speed bumps every 1,000, 2,000 feet, literally. Like, it's, it's like they're trying, and you can't even see them. Hmm. They're not even like bright yellow or something. It's a, oh, that's terrible. It's the whole drive. You're around town. You're, you're like in fear. You're whoa, whoa, stop. Whoa, whoa. Uh, so there you have it. Go Eagles. Go Eagles. Yay. Season opener. Eagles yes. Patriots. I predict the win. For who? The Eagles. Oh, just checking. Oh, man. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> well, they are going up against the hoodie, you know. Yeah, well, he's done. Bill Belichick. You think he's done? He's cool. They did have a losing season last year. I think they did. So, all right. Well, go birds. Go birds. Any big snack? Any snacks? I have pretzels. You're welcome to. Well, here. I mean, Sunday. You put your feet oh, up. Home? Marco lounger. The Doug special on the side. Oh yeah, yeah. A little folding table next to me, so I have to get up. That's good. Mm-hmm. Man who plans ahead. Mm-hmm. Have a good weekend. You too. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com.